Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering five conversations from Season 3, Episode 19, celebrating our second anniversary with new news about SurfingNash.com and Year 3 of Surfing the Nash Tsunami, followed by discussion of the retrospective analysis of Nail and IT. In this conversation, Nail and IT co-lead Stephen Harrison and Mazen Nuruddin discuss how Nail and IT started in a more personalized way than the story we heard in Episode 11, what they seek to achieve, and where the retrospective analyses that Naeem Alkori and Jorn Schottenberg will chair fits in. Take the 10 minutes to understand this background, because as Nail NIT moves forward, starts to publish articles, and is covered more on this podcast, you will want to remember the message of this conversation. It will prove invaluable. It is really exciting to hear Stephen, Mazen, Jorn, and Naeem talk about their plans for Nail NIT analysis. In conjunction with Litmus, Nimble, and the Goldmine Project at UCSD, this is the stuff that will propel all of us beyond the biopsy in a scientifically credible, patient-sensitive way. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. Why don't you lead into the discussion about the retrospective and nail NIT analyses that Naeem and Yorn are driving? Stephen Harrison. Mazen might be the one to better jump into the details of nail NIT. He has really been instrumental in dotting all the I's and crossing the T's as we began to put form and function around this concept of nail and IT. But I do think it's worth maybe just a high-level thought. So I've been doing this for over two decades now, and there have been a lot of attempts made to try to bring together data and break down silos and stovepipes and begin to cross-pollinate and through the power of numbers reach some conclusions. Everybody has the will and the want to do that, but it's never really been done. There have been attempts at multiple different times over the past 20 years to do it with some degree of success, but really not to the level that, that we're hopeful that Nail and IT will, will achieve. And Nail and IT is just that. We, we want to nail the non-invasive test. We want to find the right test for the right situation at the right time to answer the right question, whether that's diagnosis, whether that's monitoring for therapeutic efficacy, or it's prognosis. We think we have accumulated a large body of data already ready that just hasn't been mined to its fullest extent. And then prospectively, we realize that we have work still to do. So at a high level, Nail and IT is really about two different projects, retrospectively bringing data together, breaking down stovepipes, and linking investigators, sponsors, patients, and regulators and investigators all together to mine the data that's already been generated. And then the second part of this is taking what we've learned from that and then building the ideal prospective trial to evaluate these non-invasive tests for the intent of prognostic implication. It sounds like a big, fat, hairy, audacious goal, two of them, in fact, and they are. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of people willing to change the paradigm to say what's happened in the past is maybe 
not work the way we wanted it to? And is there a better way? Is there a way that we can join forces and answer some of these questions? I think it can be done. We have, I think, a terrific team assembled to address this. We have, at a high level, we have incredible interest from sponsors, from pharmaceutical companies, from device manufacturers, from companies that are invested in diagnostic strategies, and I believe also, you know, from the regulators. So maybe, Mazen, you want to uh, jump in? Mazen Nureddin. Yeah, I'm happy to. Like, you summarized it very well, Stephen. And I just gonna want to go back to the bedside. And this is where the whole thing started. I was frustrated when I had patients that their non-invasive testing, transcendentography, MRE, showed stiffness. They had elevated liver enzymes. I did my best to kind of narrow it down for them and then find them a treatment. And then I biopsy them to go for a clinical trial. And I'm like, oops, I'm sorry, you don't have ballooning. And the patient's like, ballooning? And then there were other occasions when the NAS score was three, not four, and they didn't get included. And I stumbled. It's like, what do I do now? Like repeat the biopsy right away or wait a little bit and send them to another trial and see if they're going to read it differently. So one day I was, I think we were walking in a hotel and I think it was just after a patient and I started talking to Stephen about starting the NAILINIT and I was saying this sentence and he was saying the second sentence in my mind and I was I think saying the third sentence in her mind his mind so I think it's the wish of all people in the field what I want to acknowledge is there have been work that has been done but it needs to be completed the work that has been done I want to congratulate Litmus and Nimble for what they have done and I want to say that I think and I could be wrong in a way or another maybe the regulator at that time went focused on histology and and that the litmus and nimble finding the right NITs to replace histology was the goal. And they started outstanding protocols and procedures. For instance, the reproducibility of the test, the revalidating the test, all these things are needed to get where we are. So along the road, then the FDA started talking about, well, and let me go to the direct target. If you want to enroll a patient in a phase three study with NIT and monitor treatment response, this should be only related to outcome. And I don't know of a project that is quite designed for all that. There's also Goldmine by Rohit at UCSD that looks at MRE, but he will bring in all the NITs and putting in, in a big melting pot to make it a fair game, if you want to say, for everyone to see which NIT will be chosen for phase three studies and eventually replace the outcome, the histological outcome with non-invasive testing. Of course, that will translate eventually into clinical practice and and clinical guidance. But to close this and go to the effective talk about today today, as Stephen mentioned, there are plenty of data that showed correlation with outcomes that we need a little bit more. There are data that showed the screening failure rates, placebo. So we have designed this study as retrospective and prospective. And we have been honored, both Yaron and Naeem have accepted to lead the retrospective steering committee, especially with all also ideas that they were voicing around the same time we did. And actually, there's some work that have been done by them. So we're extremely excited and we're, we're standing behind them to follow their lead and thoughts. And I think you said something really important in reference to the work that's being done 
already in parallel, and that is highlighting Litmus, Nimble, and Goldmine. We don't want to take away anything from that work. It is incredibly important work. The data that's coming out from Litmus already in the form of very important meta-analyses, patient data meta-analyses, the the work that was presented by Arun and others at the most recent Congress uh, from Nimble is really important. Of course, uh, the work that uh, that Rohit and UCSD and, and others are doing, including many of us as part of both, all three of those organizations is critical. This is, to me, closing the loop. It's tying everything together. You very seldom score a touchdown in one pass. Generally speaking, you march down the field in iterative steps, gaining ground. You get into the red zone and then you punch it in for a touchdown. This is the analogy. We're all on the same football team. We're uh, bringing a little something different to the table, but we're all focused on one goal, and that is getting the ball across the, the finish line and making it easier for our patients, making it easier for clinicians to both diagnose and treat. And listen, we're on the advent, we're on the cusp of potentially our first drug approved for the treatment of NASH. You know, if you think about that, that's monumental. I've been at this thing for 20 years. I remember back in the early days, looking at Orlistat to treat this disease, Simvastatin, vitamin E and vitamin C, all this work that was really after the same goal, making it easier for our patients, finding a treatment for our patients. And that's the goal of Nail NIT. It's not to be done in a vacuum. It's to be done with community involvement, with lots of involvement from every stakeholder that's interested in this field. And to have Yorn and Naeem leading that, I think is going to be critical. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week to learn a little more about our new full-time co-host, Yorn, and to check in with a couple of our favorite guest surfers. Until then, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.